Sports Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Smith. And I'm Jack Cormier. This podcast will focus on the business of sports and tourism in Central Florida. Now stick around, everyone. Welcome back, Polk County Sports Marketing Podcast to another edition. We're here in uh, beautiful Auburndale, Florida at Lake Myrtle Complex in uh, Polk County. And today we want to welcome the Parks and Recs Director for the City of Auburndale, Cody McGee. How are you doing, guys? Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. I mean, we didn't have to really go far, so that's, you know, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it makes things easy. Right, it's exactly. like walking across the parking lot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We like to keep things simple here, as you can tell. Sure. You know, it's a simple setup and a couple simple guys running this, so. I don't um, know what we're going to have to do when we have to hit the road. This is... I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure oil. what we're going to do when we have to get somebody to come in that's not a former employee. Hasn't here. worked here before. I know, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. running all we're, the talent. We're, we're, yeah, we're <laughs> running out of talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, but welcome, Cody. We're glad that you could join us here today, and um, we really want to uh, talk to you a little bit about what's going on in Auburndale and here at the Lake Myrtle Complex and. As we said before, you're a former employee of Polk County Sports Marketing. So tell us a little bit about that that time you spent here. Well, I've got a, a little bit of a unique uh, history at Lake Myrtle. Um, I started with Polk County Tourism Sports Marketing as an intern when I was a, a junior and senior at Weber University. And at that point, we were actually over at the Citrus Chemical Bank at Bartow. So Lake Myrtle hadn't even been built yet. Uh, we only had the, the three soccer fields up front. And they were just starting to build the, the old four, I mean, I'm sorry, the old five baseball fields. And so uh, I was actually with sports marketing as they transitioned over to the building that you guys are in now. Um, and I was here for, uh, I think, a year or so. And I was assigned to a client uh, that was using the soccer fields, it was Florida Youth Soccer Association. At that point, they were out of Orlando. Um, but as a state organization, they use fields all across uh, the state. And with Lake Myrtle bumping up from three to 11 fields, this was going to be a, a prime spot for them. So much so that they organized uh, a, an agreement between sports marketing and, uh, and the city of Auburndale to have Lake Myrtle be their home. And so my task was to make sure that their first few events that were at Lake Myrtle were to go off without a hitch. And if they needed anything, any volunteers or any help with uh, really anything that they needed, that was my, my job. And I guess I did okay enough that after that uh, first year of them being in their, in their building, they made an events job and, and hired me on to it. So I transitioned over from Polk County Sports Marketing to FYSA, worked for them for about four years, running all of their local events and running all of their communications and um, worked well with the city of Auburndale because I was already very familiar with the city and Mickey Etherton, who was the Parks and Rec Director, as well as uh, Mr. Bobby Green, who was the city who is the city manager, and a, uh, a an email shot across one day saying that Mickey Etherton was looking to retire and that I should be looking out for that job opening and and should apply. I said, okay, very fun. So uh, I applied, thinking there's no chance. Yeah, I'm, I was 27 at the time, and so there's just I mean, with all the people coming in, there's got to be no chance that that's even going to happen. Um, but early on when I first actually got the internship with Polk County sports marketing, it was a unique internship because it was a split internship. 
at Polk County Sports Marketing was doing half of the internship and the city of Auburndale was actually doing half the internship. It was a, a kind of a, a cool uh, happenstance that I'd just been in the right place at the right time to talk to the right guy and, and uh, say that I wanted to be working with Polk County and their sports management uh, program. And Mr. Green, the city manager, just kind of stuck his neck out for me and said, Hey, how can we, how can we help this with Mark Jackson? And, and then lo and behold, I, you know, I started. So that then moving down six or seven years later, there's now an opportunity to work for the city. So I applied and went through a round of interviews and, and ended up getting, you know, blessed enough to start working for the city. And so, uh, considering all the jobs that are at Lake Myrtle, I've done every one of them including mowing the grass. So, so you're, you're like the cornerstone guy. I'm telling you, right? man. You, it, you've done everything from lay the sod oh, to yeah. uh, paint the poles. And I'm telling you, it's, I've, I've been, I've been a part of, of every facet of Lake Myrtle. So it's, it's been a, a real uh, fun ride, a real cool ride out here. Now you're, you're a local guy. You grew up here in Polk County, right? I did. I was actually born at the, um, uh, Winter Haven hospital. So I lived in Lake Alfred for, um, half of half of my uh, middle school years and moved over to the city of Auburndale when I started going into high school and uh, graduated from Auburndale High and actually went down to Weber University down in Lake Wales. So Polk County has been my life. Well, just, we, we were talking a little bit earlier. I hear you're a good golfer, too. I, I mean, I was for sure. But, you know, it, it, going from playing every day to once a quarter is is <laughs> difficult thing. Well, now you're like the rest of this, right? Right. Well, I, yeah. I'll still, I still shoot you the seven. So. Well, yeah. You suck on any given. You shoot the yeah, seven. Still okay. shooting well, the you're 70. not quite like the rest <laughs> not of us. Not quite like us. Yeah, yeah. yeah not yeah. quite like uh, us. Uh, when, I, when I shoot my 78, 79, 80, then I can still get frustrated because of the memories of shooting 70, 71, 72. God, I wish I could just do and that. that and that's 18, right? That's 18. That's 18. That's 18. That's, yeah. 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 No. It's a full 18. Right. Yeah. That's pretty good. I don't. I don't quite shoot. I've never shot in the seventies. I'm not. I can't even. <laughs> that so, <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about the history of what's going on here at Lake Myrtle, but let's talk a little bit about the expansion of what what you guys are doing here, because I think a lot of people, when they drive by here, especially when they're coming up and down the road, they see all the little different things that are going on here at Lake Myrtle and a lot of activity here. Russ, Matt, different organizations, Wilson. But you guys have got some big plans for this, this property. So I think um, probably more so anywhere else in the county, if you were to try to find a good example of partnership and cooperation between two, um, two groups such as Polk County and the city of Auburndale, uh, we've, we've done a really good job. And Lake Myrtle is kind of the gem for that. Uh, Lake Myrtle would have never happened without the cooperation between Polk County Sports Marketing, Polk County, and uh, the city of Auburndale. The Lake Myrtle is a, is a very unique uh, situation where the property and maintenance is all owned and done by the city of Auburndale, but funding for the project, for the fields to actually be built, came from Polk County Tourism Sports Marketing. And so you look at uh, we started off with three fields, three soccer fields out in the middle of an orange grove. We then migrated out to an, uh, adding five baseball fields. And the reasoning for the five baseball fields was to recruit the Russ Matt Baseball Invitational. Russ Matt Baseball Invitational is a, uh, a spring event that isn't just a week. It's six weeks looking at over 200 collegiate teams that come in in those six week periods. 
as that event starts to grow, we're seeing a need for more things for more baseball. But what's the cool part about it all, you're not just seeing the growth of baseball, you're seeing the growth of soccer. So the first, or the, I'm sorry, the next step is then adding soccer fields. So we go from three soccer fields to 11 soccer fields to be able to recruit Florida Youth Soccer Association. So Florida Youth Soccer Association comes in, brings in their 25 events each year that almost fills up the calendar, but we still manage to squeeze in other events such as lacrosse or rugby or even Quidditch. And if the, whoever's listening to this doesn't know what Quidditch is, you should YouTube it. It's a really cool thing to watch. It's like lacrosse and tag and dodgeball put together in one On a broomstick. On a broomstick. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not guys who are smaller guys. I mean, I've, I've seen a uh, hundred pound girl and a 250 pound linebacker looking guy on two different teams. And I think one year we had a girl get her collarbone bone broken because she went up against one of those big guys. So it's, it's a cool sport to watch, but you know, those, those are the events that this kind of facility can, uh, can bring in. Um, and then you switch back over to baseball and you're seeing Russ Matt, baseball as well as other events starting to grow and the the new theme of parks is no longer a quad you're not looking at three to four fields we're looking at we need a lot of fields we're looking at uh, we need five six uh, baseball fields or we need 10 to 15 soccer fields so as we see that need grow for the events that we currently have we then decide to push more fields out at Lake Myrtle and that's when we added the additional uh, four baseball fields up on the uh, uh, right just uh, west of the our current field so altogether Lake Myrtle is sitting at 11 soccer fields and nine uh, baseball fields using all the time. There is just nonstop. We actually have to tell people no because we need to allow the grass to grow. Uh, so that doesn't just sit there. Uh, we, we see other events that those grass fields don't even attract. So what are those other events? Well, let's look at water sports. Uh, lake Myrtle, which is the lake that is just on the, the southwest corner of the property is a beautiful lake. It sits right next to the Polk Parkway. Uh, it's got a lot of vacant land next to it. Uh, USA Water Ski, which is an organization that was located just north of us off of, up off of I-4, is, is using a small lake next to their building for skiing and training and things like that. They, uh, a few years ago, addressed that they needed more space. They needed uh, and, and more accommodations for the, what they were wanting to do. Mm -hmm. We just happen to have property on the south end that may fit perfect for you. So with USA Water Ski and, and our city manager, Bobby Green, and, and the city commission for the city of Auburndale and Polk County Tourism Sports Marketing, all start putting their heads together and figure out how can we accommodate that. Now you can drive to the south end of, of Lake Myrtle uh, Sports Park and find the uh, Action Water Sports Cable Park, which allows for people to hold on to the bar and ride around the, uh, the circular uh, track to be able to train on wakeboards or skis, to be able to do jumps and, and all kinds of crazy things that I can't even imagine myself doing. <laughs> uh, but, and also in the plans for that is a 2,000 foot long uh, ski lake that'll be for training for lots of different uh, water sport aspects so that, to be a, a really cool uh, addition to the central florida area to be able to track things that i really don't think anybody else is attracting in the central florida area so uh and and that's just where we are right now you know and that that's right. stuff that's going to happen now 
uh, that we're digging the that we're digging the lake for. So uh, there are more there's more property. There are more things coming. The Auburnell Youth Baseball uh, complex is being built as we speak. That'll add an additional four youth baseball fields as well as a fifth. Uh, a challenger field that is all turf, no raised areas. It's, it's really designed for T-ball use as well as anybody that may have any uh, physical ailments or disabilities that they can be able to use the uh, facility. Uh, I know that we've attracted a, an event before called Beat Baseball, which is uh, baseball for, for kids who, who don't have uh, a vision or are lacking, of, uh, have limited vision so they can play uh, on those type of surfaces. So, you know, we're excited about the things that are coming uh, that are here now and that are coming down the, down the pipe. And, uh, I mean, we're only growing, you know, I, I think that's the one thing, um, that I've seen about this, this complex is how many different types of sports you're not limited to your ball and bat sports or just, uh, strictly soccer. Um, but how you diversified the amount of sports that can host here, um, such as, you know, hosting the non-traditional sports like Quidditch. And, and I've got a pretty funny story about Quidditch that uh, when I first saw it at a, at a trade show, I kind of looked at the guys like, is that the Harry Potter thing? <laughs> yeah, right. and he goes, yeah, it's, it's Quidditch. It's Quidditch. And I was like, okay, good for you. Little did I know, right? Little did I know. I didn't even read, read the books, but, um, and how many different things you can host at this complex and the, the water ski park on the far side of the complex. Um, I think these are all the things that makes this complex and this, this area and this Auburndale sports complex so fascinating, mm-hmm. but you still do the, the ball and bass sports, the traditional things. I know you're, you're, you guys have done a lot of work this year into the Auburndale softball complex, yes. which my understanding that that was the gym of softball for many years. And you're, you're starting to bring that back. Yeah. Softball. If you look at your traditional sports, when we hit the recession, those traditional sports really hit either a dive or a stall. And uh, soccer, I think at that time was the only one that was growing and it was growing a very uh, small percentages uh, with the exception of lacrosse. Lacrosse really, really jumped up. Um, but your, your normal football, baseball, softball, those, those youth leagues really took a, either a dive or stalled out. And softball was one of those, uh, one of those that really did get hurt. And so you stopped seeing so many competitive events going on at that time. And uh, the, the adult leagues really slowed down because mom and dad can't afford for dad to go play when the kids can't go play. And, and so um, I think in Polk County specifically, or not specifically, but, but in Auburndale, we, we definitely felt uh, that pain at the softball complex. And, and the softball complex suffered because of the lack of usage. Now, as we're moving out of that and people are starting to do a lot more tournaments and and getting a lot more creative in how they're doing the tournaments, you're not just relying on AAU or um, any of those other youth uh, type of uh, programs that are running the tournaments. You're seeing uh, something like Russ Matt Baseball, which we hosted this year, which is the spring games. It's a a collegiate uh, spring event that we hosted in several places throughout the state, but in Winter Haven and Auburndale. Uh, at the Diamondplex and the Auburndale Complex, we hosted a, a leg of the D2, the uh, Division Two section of that tournament. I know they were just over the moon about everything that happened here uh, in Auburndale. So that, you know, we've hit, we were talking about the recession, we've kind of hit another uh, little speed bump in the road, so to speak. It's a big speed bump, actually, with this COVID-19 and 
things that are going on currently in, in our communities. And I know you guys are moving towards the recovery side. I know there's some things that you put first, like health and safety. What, what's going on with, with Auburndale and how are you moving towards the, the safety? You, who, who would have thought? that this would have happened. You know, I've, I've spoken at, at college classes before and I, and I end up always telling the, the kids in a managerial position when you're talking about uh, events or, or taking care of ground maintenance, you can never be prepared enough. There's always going to be something that comes up that you're just not ready for. And I think that Florida is, is so in their mind ready for how to handle a hurricane or some type of of weather-related uh, problem, and hurricane comes, does a lot of devastation and damage, and then it takes you two to three weeks to get out of it. But the, there's a a an illogical start and ending of the storm. The winds start, the winds stop, and then it's time to work. The COVID nineteen has been such a up and down play on your emotions. Uh, it's getting worse. Well, maybe it's not getting that bad. What? Well, no, it really is getting bad. Well, really want to go outside. No, you shouldn't go outside. Well, maybe you could go outside now. No, you can't do it. So it's for, for recreational recreation people. It's like, Oh my gosh, I just want to get people out in the park to have some fun. And, and you're crying to let me do it, but I, I can't, there's, there, there's no way. Uh, my, my city manager said in one of our uh, EOC meetings that at some point there, somebody has to play the leader role to say, stay home and be safe. And we're going to do everything in our power to get ready for when you're ready to come out and when it's safe to come out. And I think that's what, you know, everybody in the County, everybody in the state and everybody in the country is really trying to focus on. I know that the, uh, the parks and recreations throughout Polk County have been having uh, regular meetings once a week to talk about how they're handling what they're handling, uh, the programs that they're going to offer or not offer. So that way everybody's kind of on the same page and we're not, not one city is saying, yeah, we're wide open and every other city is going, no, we're not. Or, you know, something like that. We really want to have the same message. And I think we've been doing a really good job. Um, the passive parks have been opened now and, and people are able to go out and, and enjoy the green space and walk around the playground are still, still closed. And, but everybody's following that, that rule. And so we're, I think we're, um, we're playing it safe, but do, but I think everybody's doing it well. But it really, it's changing, I think, how we're going to end up doing recreation. Yeah. You know, it, it, I mean, I'm excited and nervous at the same time of what that's going to look like when we walk away from this. Because uh, if you notice, it, I think in the ledger today, there was an article about, uh, and I forget, I don't remember if it was Lakeland or Winter Haven, but downtown, wherever, is open and all the businesses are going, but where are the people? It's right. not, you know, it's not a, a run on. So you, we're hearing a cry from the public open 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 because we want to come out and then when something opens nobody's really coming out so it's going to go first exactly yeah. right <laughs> so how do we how do we as the recreational recreation community how do we provide a uh, aesthetically pleasing a safe place and how do we provide you that comfort level of come we, we want you to come enjoy this and maybe that passive area doesn't look like what it used to look like. Maybe there's something else we can provide that still allows for you to social distance and, and not put yourself in danger, but, but still enjoy yourself. Maybe, maybe we need to give you some ideas on how to, how to do that. Cause maybe mom and dad have 
been so stressed out about being laid off or about being furloughed or, or about having to work through this and being nervous about catching it at work. And they haven't had time to think about how their five-year-old child is going through the same stresses that they're going through and not being able to go to school. And how do we give you an idea of how to have fun? So I think that as you see the, the Florida Recreation Parks Association and the, uh, even the national body and parks and recreations throughout the entire country are trying to come up with new ways to provide you opportunities to be engaged, to stay healthy and stay active and and be able to do something with your family and, and not maybe not look like your traditional old school. I took my kid to the park and he slid down the slide and that was super fun. Well, we can't do that right now. How? But but that's not a death sentence. How right. else can we do that? Right. You know, how can we provide? So, and then we flash forward once when we're out of this and we're in the August, September month, hopefully, and we're trying to come back to normal. How do I get these teams to come back in and feel okay and, and be able to enjoy themselves? So I think that you'll see a ramp up on cleanliness and a ramp up on hand sanitizers and, and uh, changing of how people are delivering services and, and, um, and I'm, I'm really hoping that it doesn't become something to where from now on I, you need to be away from me or I need to have a mask to be here, but more so of when you walk into a hospital, you feel safe. Right. You know, so I'm hoping that the, the recreation community can be able to, um, I have no doubt that we're going to recover from this, but this is a really cool time, a really cool opportunity for us to reinvent some of the things that we do and right. come up with new creative ways to do them. I think that's going to be the key is to um, take a look at everything and then come back with some new ideas. And I think that's such a progressive approach to doing this. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of communities that are just kind of sitting and waiting for things to happen. And, and to hear that you guys are looking at it from a standpoint of, look, we're going to we're going to take this 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 obvious lemon that we have and we're going to find a new use for it and create something different out of it because that's i think that's what we're going to have to do right when this is all done yeah and um health and safety first right so we want to attract teams to come back in the people who are listening to this podcast at some point will be hopefully bringing their their kids back in here and we want them to feel safe like you said like a hospital i never thought about it that way it's it's you walk into a hospital where there's a lot of sick people and you feel fine yeah and so you want them to be able to come back to your, your facilities and feel the same way. Yeah. You know, um, so what else do you guys have going on in Lake? I mean, other than, um, than, uh, than what we have here at Lake Myrtle, you have facilities, you do a, a event for, is it Tracy McGrady that does oh, yeah. a big event or has done in the past? So we have, um, we have uh, over over 20, I'm sorry, we have 20, 20 fields at Lake Myrtle. We also have five fields at our softball complex. I have another six uh, athletic fields in our downtown area. And we have our tennis center, which is eight uh, clay courts that are beautiful and fantastic. We also have our community center that has two full uh, basketball courts in it. We also have eight uh, pickleball courts inside of our community center, which is, which is cool. Cause I love to brag about it. Cause a lot of people have pickleball courts, but we have air conditioned pickleball courts, which big is difference. Huge. Yeah, huge big difference. difference. So, Wait till August. That's what I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> so, you know, we, uh, we have a lot of, of opportunities of recreation inside, inside the city. We have, we have numerous parks that we, we hold events at, but, um, 
We gorgeous, try. gorgeous downtown playground. Oh, we love our downtown. So right now, uh, we actually, Monday, we just uh, issued a, a bid winner for the turf replacement at our downtown park. So over the next few weeks, we'll actually be ripping up all of our turf in our downtown parks. We have artificial turf as the, as the uh, floor surface. We're ripping it all out and replacing all of it. And that, that's kind of been the, uh, the, the, the deal for what's been going on during the COVID is although we're closed, now it's time. What do we need to do to make the facility look better? So, um, you know, we've gone through our normal maintenance operations out at Lake Myrtle where we've top dressed and aerated and, and sprayed crazy amounts of fertilizer. And uh, our buildings have been painted and cleaned and our community center has been painted and cleaned. And, and uh, the floor has been completely rebuffed and, and waxed. And there's just so many things. It's a good that, time to oh, do it's everything. it's perfect time. It's just like my house right now. My right. wife's been home for a month. The floors have been buffed. The, I've so, done it all. But oh, yeah. 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 So that's a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the, the hard part is you're trying to, as you're trying to, for your workforce, you're trying to limit the amount of people that are at work. And, and so what the city has done is we've gone on, on a uh, kind of a rotation for shifts of people or they'll go home for two weeks for administratively still getting paid, still get all their stuff, but they, they aren't, aren't here and they're not being exposed to anything. And then we kind of just go back and forth. So here I am going, all right, we're going to do just as much as we normally do, plus a few things with the limited staff that we have. And, and I can't say enough kudos to, to my staff and really all the staff in the city, because if you were to walk through the city right now, it would look like we haven't missed a beat. Um, the grass has been mowed, the, the hedges have been uh, trimmed and everything looks so fantastic. So, um, but, but you hit it on the head right now is really that time to figure out what are, what are, what have you had, what do you have budgeted? What do you, what have you had planned for this year? Now's the time to do it. If you need to close something, you better not close it when we open everything up. Cause that's going to get a little frustrating. Right. So, um, you know, now's, You've now's had two months to, to do this. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, we didn't know it was going to be two months. We thought it was going to be like eight days or something. So, uh, but no, I think that this, it's, it's, uh, I don't think anybody would have ever expected to be this long. You know, I mean, it's, it's been over, over a month, almost two months now of us battling this and being closed or being at limited capacity. And, um, high school season, the <sighs> baseball season is, they haven't declared it gone in, on, the, on the high school level, but, you know, it's, well, you it's look at May 5th, 6th. Little League World Series shuts down. Then they're not going to have their World Series. They're not going to have the Little League World Cooperstown. Series this year. Oh, I hate yeah. it for you. That's, yeah. I mean, March Madness, you, you don't have your, your basketball. That, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of revenue for. A lot of revenue for oh, cities that they've already put out. Right. They budgeted for it. They budgeted. They're, they're they, spending get, this revenue. Yeah, to get that money back in. And it, it's a tough spot to be in. And. Um, you know, we're fortunate here that, that we do have sunshine, you know, right. we didn't have to go through the winter. So oh, I'm telling you, could you imagine how depressing it would have been if you were snowed in and this was going on? I was talking to some folks out of Detroit. I do know how depressed oh, they were. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it was horrible. Cause I was sitting by the pool and <laughs> right. I'm, you know, well, it's, uh, it's rough down here in I'm Florida. I'm so sorry, <laughs> right. you know, but you know, and, and we are fortunate to be in such a charming area here. Yeah. And just think about some of the things that, that we have this year so far. I mean, did you watch the NFL draft at all? Yes. So it was different. I, and that's the, so kudos to uh, NASCAR with the exception of the guy that, you know, said somebody should have said on NASCAR. But, the, you know, kudos to to the baseball guys who are playing baseball online. Kudos to they're they're trying to be creative. They're trying to do something a little different and still be able to capture people. And I don't think that the NFL draft was any 
I don't think it lost anything for the way that they did it. So I would be, I would be surprised if we did see a whole lot of things changing how they normally do uh, because of this and how they're having to, you know, force themselves to be a little bit different sure. and, and change a few things. In fact, it was kind of fun looking at the, at the uh, NFL coaches, man caves, and, I love the players' living rooms. So I'm sitting there yeah. thinking, I wonder if they like went to rent a center real quick and you know rented a couple of things of furniture. <laughs> yeah. They just went and remade their entire living room space. And well, I think if you knew you were going in the first round, you just went out and bought it. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah, new, yeah. all new furniture. Yes, our living room is going to be banging. It's going to look awesome. I, I remember, and uh, this is when I first moved here. This was like 1985 or six or something like that. The year Vinny Tesperdi was uh, drafted, I think okay, it was 86, 80, 86 right? Yeah. right? So I was living in Tampa at the time and I went to the old uh, Birdine's warehouse. Wow. And yeah, that takes wow. you back, right? So the Birdine's <laughs> warehouse in Tampa, it's over on, on uh, Gandhi Boulevard and there was Vinny Testaverde and he was buying furniture and I was buying furniture, <laughs> except we were buying in different parts of the building. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he bought, really, well, you know what? The radio that I bought there, I still have it out in my garage. Well, there you go. Yeah. From 1986. It still works. So you had him sign it. I mean, I just finished paying it off. <laughs> 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 that good old Bernheim's card. But yeah, I think, I think there's a lot of, a lot of things that, um, they're going to do differently. And I, I wasn't opposed to it. I think it went a lot right. quicker. I didn't get bored with it until like 10 yeah, o'clock. I saw this joke on Facebook where it was, um, somebody was joking about the length of how long the draft takes. And they said, if I wanted to see 32 picks in three hours, I'd just watch a uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, you know, game. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> wow. Wow. I was like, That's just, that came from a Florida person. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing? Well, I, I think our entire sports business, um, and it's going to be interesting, especially to see over the next uh, few months how uh, this, the business of sports, which is what Polk County sports marketing is about and bringing people into our community and the parks and recreation side of this business on the national level, um, and how they're going to work together. Um, you figured it out here in Polk County, what you guys are doing in Polk County, uh, should and could be done all over the country. And it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the country now follows suit and working with parks and recs departments because things are changing, right? I do, I do think it's it's going to require a lot more communication, a lot more cooperation from several different groups that, that probably have never cooperated with them before. Um, you know, you're, the Parks and Rec groups are, can't look at it as competition anymore. I hold this event, you hold this event. I want mine to be better, or yours to be better. You can't look at it that way right now. It really how how can we provide as much recreation in the calendar year and not compete or conflict and and really provide people some good quality recreation and get people excited about being back out and being back among amongst other people. Um, because we have, there's, I think there's a, a pretty, uh, a fair line between people who are, I'm done with this and I'm ready to be outside. Let's, let's just move on. And the other side going for the love, you're going to kill us all stay home. And so how do we get both of them back to our norm right. and get people going outside again, spending money in businesses, coming to parks and athletic fields and, and not where these, so the NFL draft online was awesome, but I don't need you to, to make it so extreme that from now on NFL is going to be on TV only and you can't come to the, to the park. How do right. we, how do we make sure we don't go that far? 
How do we not cross that barrier? Because we still want people out getting sunshine. We right. want them out being healthy, right? No doubt. And and, and not socializing. And I mean, socializing. People need to be around people. It's, it's a healthy thing. Being, yeah. It's yeah. a healthy thing. It, it socializing is. really it is. is. I, I, I tell my wife I'm antisocial, but every day I leave. I can't quite figure out what that <laughs> is, but I, you know. But yeah, we, we really are social social beings, right? It, it help, I think it, it'll help you. I mean, if you were looking at all of the stats from, from health officials, your your immune system, just your, your white blood cell count is affected by sunlight and your and your mood and your happiness. And and people people will uh, provide that that healthy boost for you if you're out enjoying one another, if you're out doing things. And we so we've got to figure out and, and when I say we, it's not just recreational people, it's all facets. We got to figure out a way to make few people feel comfortable about getting back outside, getting back out to the parks, uh, enjoying their families outside at a venue, going back to a restaurant and not freaking out when you touch the silverware or whatever it may be. We've got to we've got to eliminate the fear of this after we're 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 past it. And, and not let it linger and change for the negative how we do things. There are definitely things that can change that will be beneficial for us to change. But we don't need to go so far past that, that mark that we're really hurting ourselves and we all become hermits because that's the safe thing to do. Right, right. That's a great one to end up. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've had a great talk here and, and in the room with us is uh, Josh Hicks with Polk County Sports Marketing. He's been sitting in the corner, shaking his head quietly. And uh, also he agrees an with us. Grad. Also an Auburndale grad. Yeah. And so we want to thank you, uh, Cody, for being here with us, Jack and I, and in the third edition of the Polk County Sports Marketing Podcast, the day after Cinco de Mayo, right. you know, where <laughs> I sat, <laughs> I sat in my local restaurant near my house, waiting an hour for a bag of tacos for $45. So yeah, <laughs> everything's on its way back. Yes. Almost back to normal. I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up for 4th of July. Like I really, I'm really hoping that is our like kickoff party for the country, you know, and, and let, let us get back to normal for that. And allow for us to be excited about what's coming after that. I'm really From your mouth that. to God's ear. Amen. For Amen. Sure. Well, thank you. We've had, we've been talking to Cody McGee, the Parks and Recs Director of uh, the City of Auburndale, on our third edition of Polk County Sports Marketing Podcast. We want to thank you all for listening. Thank you again, Cody, for being here. Jack, you're the man. It's another Can one. Can we of call the you Wolfman Jack, or will we get sued? <laughs> I think I gotta grow the beard. Well, he's out a little dead. Bit I guess. More. I yeah. guess it'd be okay. Yeah. You can edit that out if you don't want to. <laughs> or leave it in. Whatever you need. I'm there Kevin you. Smith, and I'm Jack Cormier. We'll be talking with you the next time on Polk County Sports Marketing Podcast.